Okay. Sometimes, when you're lost in thought, you would rather not find yourself. Are you ready to explore possible answers to curious questions? And delve into the depths of our subconscious dreamscape? Neither are we, but we're going to try. My name is Quinn. And my name's Jonathan. And I'm Jackson. And this is Zoned Out. Welcome back, everybody. We're very, very glad to have you listening. And this episode is quite special for us because it is the season finale for the first season of Zoned Out. Jonathan I and I are very happy to uh, move on and have a whole season behind our back. It, it feels good, right, Jonathan? Yes, it feels like we've accomplished something. We've accomplished, uh, I don't know, I feel like many people have projects they start and don't finish, and I feel like that must also apply to podcasts. So yeah, uh, yeah. We, we did it. We got to one season down. And One as far as I down. know, Quinn and I have some plans for the season two. So, you know, it, it's going to be good. And we're very happy for this episode and excited as well for our guest, who is Jackson. Jackson, can you please just tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, I'm Jackson. I went to school with Jonathan and Quinn uh, in high school. We were friends. Yes, sir. That's about it. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, well... Okay. What, I what guess, constitutes I guess, a season, by the way? How do you know that the season's over? Uh, honestly, typically, twelve episodes is a season of a podcast. Okay. Typically, as far as I know. Right. Oh, is that actually like the typical? I didn't even know that. Yeah, as far as I as far as I am aware, oh, twelve right. episodes is a season. Uh, that might be exclusive to podcasts that usually have a runtime of above one hour. I don't know. I there's. It might just be subjective. The three but, hour ones seem wild to me. I don't know if I could sit down for three hours, dude. Yeah, and maybe those are like exclusively for if you have a road trip that's like a ten-hour road trip, then you listen to the fucking three-hour podcast. Well, I know a lot of like the H three podcast is like two more than two hours long. Dude, that that is so funny. Did you see what did it, he has like that giant vape rig, right? Yeah. Like, what is that thing? Oh, that huge backpack, and who does he get to? I forgot. He got like Jordan Oliver Peterson Tree. to hit Oliver it or Tree something. To, he oh, no, and he got, yeah, he got Oliver Tree and he got Jordan Peterson to hit <laughs> that's it. That's just yeah. so legendary, man. You just get an academic to hit the vape. Like, that's just so sick, dude. <laughs> Jordan Peterson is an interesting character, to say the least. Yeah, he is. I, I don't know much about him, man. Jordan Peterson is. I, I love him. He's so fast. <laughs> is your, is I, your idol? No, I think idol. some things. Some things he does not miss. He some things he's like he's the he just prophet. don't miss. He just but don't other, miss. But in other things, I don't know. He, he's a little bit confused. I think. Well, you got some arguments against him. Well, but it, I, it, we did not get <laughs> we just not get into it today. Well, I I, I think what Jonathan's trying to say is that because I really like Jordan Peterson, and I think he is the I think I like he is the prophet, like Jonathan said. But he's the there are a lot of things that knowing Jonathan and knowing what Jordan Peterson has opinions on, they would disagree on. Which is fair. Oh, uh, okay. okay. Okay, I think I know what you're thinking of, and I'm not thinking of the same. I, I'm thinking of his religious beliefs. That's what I'm thinking of. Religious? You know his what religious you beliefs? Know? Yeah. Is he talking I know about his, his religious, religious beliefs? beliefs? Yeah, totally. He. Uh, I was watching a, like, uh, a debate with him and Sam Harris. I don't know if you if you know who, who Sam, Sam Harris, Harris is. Yeah. No. Um, no, I, I know you do. I'm, I, I just didn't think Quinn did. Um, Enlighten me. Sam Harris is just some... Well, Dude? Just some dude. Can you describe who Sam Harris is? Because I don't think I can give him an adequate. I don't think it really matters. So like, okay, go ahead then. I guess, but he's he's written a book on like um, let's call it like his own code of ethics. He thinks people should follow, and he sort of is, he is a uh, he. I'm not gonna say he's anti-religion, but he thinks that. I think he thinks the world would be better off without like 
organized religion. Wait, who are you maybe? talking about? Are you talking about Jordan or Sam? I'm talking about Sam. Okay. And Jordan is definitely does not agree with that at all. Jordan uh, is like a Christian, let's call it. Um, oh, he is. Yeah, and <sighs> well, he's <sighs> his his belief is very unique, but he believes in a he believes in God. Let's say it's very it's very like convoluted how the way he describes it, but I mean, I don't okay. know. I watched the debate between him, him and Sam, and the way he described it was just like. Okay. Oh, is it was it a full formal debate? Debate? Yeah, it was. Oh wow! What what were they arguing then? They were arguing. Uh, actually, you know what? Let me look it up because I can't remember. But I mean, um, in the meantime, make small talk with Jackson because I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think I don't think Jordan <laughs> Peterson's religious beliefs are that. Like I I don't know. I've never really thought of it as a decor part of his just total system of beliefs. I, I mean, just, it does. I mean, it doesn't really have to be. I'm just saying, like, because I, I don't I don't things, think he's. A, I totally agree. I don't think he's a practicing. Christian. I don't. I don't know. He's defended his religious beliefs publicly on many occasions, as far as I know. Yeah, but that's fair. Okay, uh, that's that's not Jordan Peter Jordan Peterson versus Sam Harris, Vancouver. What are they debating? Let's see. I think they're debating um, whether or not you can have moral objectivity without religion or something like that. They're debating how more how religion plays into morals and how Jordan has said stuff that atheism. Um, has something to do with like people having no morals and people doing whatever they want and 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 uh, well I agree with that um, people do whatever they want I don't believe people are inherently wanting to murder people well yeah but that doesn't that doesn't mean he's religious though because I'm not religious like I don't I don't subscribe to any of the major religions I consider okay, myself pretty atheist but I am a firm believer in like the Judeo Christian ethics system like I think it's important like because I obviously like we all went to a Catholic school. Mm -hmm. um and i do think it's important to use religion as sort of like a tool to teach your children morals and ethics because it, it obviously it might not be all the right answer like and you shouldn't fully mm -hmm. subscribe and believe to one certain thing but you know the ten commandments are there for a reason like and you don't have to treat them as as scripture fully but it's a good base for like it, it, it's this thing that already exists out there that has a set of moral beliefs already solidified and most societies today have some sort of religious beliefs even if there are even if like some nations are more atheist than others you still think of morality through religious lenses even if you're not religious so i, I do think it has its social utility using like the teachings of religion but not necessarily religion itself uh i guess I mean, but see, but that could be yeah, anything though. It doesn't have to be religion. Like you could, it, it could be a, a totally non-religious organization or like system that has these moral beliefs. But the thing is, like, why not use religion that's already there? You don't have to. You don't have to teach your kids to go to church every day and like read the Bible and all this stuff. But you can still teach them the beliefs that the, the supposed beliefs that, like, for example, the Catholic I Church guess. holds. I guess it's just a matter of like how many actual like objective rules that are written down and people are expected to follow do you think are actually necessary for people to actually behave in a way that we think that we'd say is like moral i don't know if that's and the right way I'm, to put I'm, it though because i feel like they're not so much rules but more like guidelines okay but i'm saying on jordan peterson's side he's saying we need guidelines and on sam's side he's saying like just without guidelines um and without like without any sort of fear of punishment 
because like you know like with the with the ten commandments it's like do this or else you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh if you don't have that still the the automatic process uh, moral process of a human being isn't going to be like to go around murdering people they're still going to you know uh, have empathy because that's like a biological thing like um yeah well obviously people aren't just go going to go around murdering people if they don't know what the ten commandments are but i do think that <laughs> we sort of overestimate how how much of our basic human just natural functionality follows the moral principles that we have in society like it that that shows okay. that shows through in a lot of situations like where a lot of people have a lot of serious mental issues or serious like just problems that go on in their life where they really can't tell right from wrong stuff like that and a lot of it okay. if you subscribe to like the nurture versus nature like a lot of people a lot of situations that are nurture based you can attribute that to the fact that they're told wrong things or even like if you like boil it down to like people who have strict parents or stuff mm-hmm. or, or people who get whatever they want when they're a kid go into yeah, life expecting yeah. that and you can look at like cases like i remember i was watching one of those uh those like case studies on people who have committed crimes mm-hmm. and stuff yeah and it, it might have been the casey people anthony one i don't remember but it, it was it so was people with what like people uh, like interrogation videos of the police people who, oh okay okay um, i've seen some really interesting interrogation videos. yeah but some where the person is like interrogating the interrogator and <laughs> yeah yeah really yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to flip the script yeah. on them yeah, yeah but but yeah. besides all that there are people who like for example who get what they want all their life and then mm-hmm. do things that are very immoral and they expect to get away with it because they got everything yeah. they wanted. I think there is some stock in that belief of like, if you actually just have no moral teachings as a kid and they don't have to be religious, but if your parents teach you absolutely nothing or you just grew up in the woods, I don't know if you'd have the moral like thought process that we all would. I think, I think okay. society sort of puts that into you because even non-religious households teach their kids the difference between right and wrong, but it, it's yeah, also I, attributed no, totally. to yeah. religion. And I don't know if re- like using religion is the right word, but I do think a system of moral ethics needs to be taught to people or they won't fully understand what is the difference between right and wrong. I think regardless of a system formally being created, it will just come into existence based on our innate Nature. moral system that exists. Like, like you're talking about the inner idea of us thinking to ourselves, oh, yeah, I know yeah. what's right and wrong, even and though I, I don't have a moral system, when, I just know. Uh-huh. And when it comes to, when it comes to um, uh, someone who was That's raised weird, in though. the forest and not influenced by society and then just continues to act based on the, you know, like their own instincts, yeah, I can see that um, the proportion of people who, if they were put by, by themselves, would... Uh, behave in such a way that is immoral is actually quite high i i i see the 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 uh, validity in that um but i also think that regardless of whatever system is in place humans like the vast majority of humans regardless of what their innate moral values are even if they don't share the, the moral same moral values as everyone else they still have a desire to conform with everyone else and yes but in this case you know, conforming like, like said, with everyone else because we live in a sort of judeo-christian society conforming with everyone else means following our religious moral beliefs and i think nowadays we're sort of moving away from the fact that that the only means of attaining these moral values is through religion but i think that it's sort of naive to think that these moral values just exist in nations like ours without attributing them to the catholic church because like i said before i'm not religious and i don't really think the any sort of religious organization is that great especially the catholic church you know they do some pretty mm-hmm. pretty whack stuff yeah but yeah. but at the same time you know 
these systems exist. They're already here. Like, maybe we can shift now from thinking of it as a religious thing and more of, like, a spiritual thing as, like, these are just moral values that, like, the society teaches you as in in and of itself and not this religious organization teaching you. Sure. But, you know, I, I still think there's utility in it. And, I, and who am I to say? But that's just my opinion. Yeah. But, like, Jonathan, you said that you don't think that atheists have morals. When did I say that? I was saying, I would think I was, spe- if I said that, I think I was speaking, like, I was trying to explain what Jordan Peterson's take on it. Oh, I wasn't okay, saying my okay. own. If I did say that, uh, I'm... you just said you agreed with it. And I was like, well, you can just have moral, you can have morals if you're atheist. Oh, no, I do know what you're talking about, though. I've heard it because he's. I agree with, you said I agree with, I said I agree with what? What do you mean? What? You said uh, that Jordan Peterson thinks that, or not Jordan Peterson, uh, the other gentleman you were talking about doesn't believe that atheist people have morals and you were and briefly after you had said that you said and i agree with that um well just set the record straight i don't believe in moral objectivity and i believe that at least the majority of people whether they're atheists or not have morals and it doesn't depend on their religious belief i have heard though jordan peterson argue in uh, like not this not this specific thing but i've heard him say yeah. many times that like the case against atheism um okay and a lot of what he talks about like he talks about like if you think of secular states in history like like yeah, nazi germany or like the soviet union that are non-religious states and they create atrocities which which is, is sort of i don't of, think it's a very good argument at all i don't know but i it sort of goes back to what i said about how like our society generally has like the judeo-christian value system and that's because we're just based off of religious teachings but countries that sort of throw that out the window and granted granted there are a lot of other factors contributing to countries like germany and the soviet union but i don't know it's something to think about like a lot, like there is sort of you can attribute some things to not having, like teaching, trying to teach national values instead of just moral values. Uh, that's just, I'm, I'm just bringing that up because that's what I've heard. That's the reasoning I've heard him say for why. I have also heard that reasoning refuted, and it made perfect sense in the moment when it was refuted because, like, people invalidated the example of the Soviet Union being a secular state, even. Um, technically, they, they, they argued that technically it isn't secular because it didn't. Um, say that all beliefs are equal. Rather, it, it, it instead rather prioritized having no religious belief, which technically is not secular. Secular is just no belief is prioritized. Well, they're really like, religious. They really aren't. Besides, like maybe if they, Japan. If, they anti, if you're anti-religion, then you're not secular. That's apparently that's what. Uh, yeah, no, but even even people saying that Germany and the Soviet Union are secular isn't true for a lot of more reasons. Like the the only country I can really think of that is sort of non-religious is Japan. But it's not that they're not religious. Like they just have like a spiritual system that doesn't really... Because if you look at religion, I've seen like on a map of like where religions sure, are in the world sure. and Japan doesn't really have one because they just have a spiritual belief system which doesn't really count, but it still works. It's not like an organized yeah. religion. Yeah, exactly. But countries like... It's like how Hinduism is not organized. Everyone has their own personal belief, but like times a thousand because like... It's complete. It's yeah, like, you know what I mean. Like it var- varies by the per- like. Yeah, instead of varying from town to town, it varies from person to person. Yeah, but like you think of you think of like, Russia, like you think of like the Soviet Union. Like there's a lot of like that's like the heart of Orthodox, like Eastern Christianity. There's still a lot of religious people, and even in Germany in World War Two, like they had like everyone, was, especially in like places like Bavaria and stuff. Like a lot of people were still religious. Like Germany is the is the birthplace of protestantism 
And like it's not like it's like the party the party that is leading these countries itself is sort of just like they try to make their own belief system not with they don't really condone yeah. having a religious system in government but it doesn't mean that the people are like because then it doesn't really mean it's a secular state because there were a lot of religious most people in germany were still religious yeah but i don't know it's a it's a, it's it's a, it's a whole thing but you could say that the u.s is a secular state because at least they're supposed to be they're not really because though because if have... you look at like things like their official documents or like their yeah like they have there's catholic teachings all over like you swear on you, you get sworn in on the bible i mean you you can choose to not do that now but exactly you're not supposed like it's not supposed to be the only option just like that's not supposed to be like a rule but like their like, money you know, says in god we trust like it's it's just exactly but that wasn't what it was before like the 50s it was not in god we trust like as of founding what? fathers it's a secular state they specifically designed it so that no one belief would be uh held superior to the rest yeah but that doesn't mean it's secular for everyone they they did not want uh religion and state to have any affiliation and that which which secular. i agree with but that doesn't mean it's a secular yeah, that's state secular. no but that that's secularism then the soviet union and germany are secular i don't know it's no but no but they specifically said that um when i say religion i mean like any well i guess atheism isn't a belief system so i guess i guess i don't know it's debatable whether or not the soviet union is secular but i'm just saying i'm pretty sure you could theoretically see the U.S. as a secular state, at least pre-1950s, when um, apparently the whole, like, in God we trust, like, um, church and state having any affiliation was a result of uh, the Cold War and how the Soviet Union was, like, uh, anti-religion and not Catholic in any way. I don't know. I'd have to look into that because I don't know if that... I'm not... I don't really know about that. I don't think... Well, that doesn't seem true. I don't know... I, it could be false, but like that might that not be, might not be the cause at all. But as far as I know, historically speaking, there was a time in uh, the USA's genesis when they were like their uh, government officials and state senators and state attorneys and any sort of person with any sort of political power at all was supposed to be. Uh, not affiliated with religion and and uh, yeah, but by that it just means like you're not like like a big part of like you can still be religious you just can't be a big part of the church like because the fact that the fact of the matter is like the united states is still very religious like a lot of a lot of people in the united states are still religious and i throughout all of history like and just saying saying that church and state should be separate doesn't make you a non-religious country it just says that church and state should be separate like even going back to the other example like you look at I'm saying that it isn't anymore. I, th- it isn't what, separate anymore. I, th- or not I think it, it's I think it's still separate, but it because it's not it's not as separate as the founding fathers wanted it. That's my case. I think it. I don't really think Catholicism gets its way into much of the U.S. government system. Um, well, because like having having for example having in God we trust on their money. Um, doesn't really affect that much. No, because you think of you think of Nazi Germany, right? Like they were pretty anti-religious, but the belt buckles on the German army uniforms still say "Gott mit uns," which means "God with us." It's just like a thing because most people are religious. It's the thing. It's the same as like sw- you swearing on the Bible. Now you can swear on other things. The only reason they have that is because it's meant to stand as sort of the intermediary thing you swear on that you should because most people, being Catholic, would swear on the Bible and hold that in a very high position. Mm-hmm. So, 
it doesn't mean it's part of the government system because you can swear on anything. But it's just it's just it's just the thing you swear on because so many people are religious. It doesn't mean it's part of the government system. Because if you perjure, guess, if you perjure yourself level... after swearing on the Bible, you you get legal repercussions. You don't get like ostracized from the Catholic Church. You know. I guess the level to which like uh, church and state are really connected uh, in the U.S. is remains to be seen, and we don't we can't really know for sure. But I don't know. I'm not. I don't know a whole lot about religion and government and stuff. This is just. This is all. This is all hypothetical. Take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, but. You know, um, Christopher Hitchens? Maybe. Uh, you know Richard Dawkins? Yes. Christopher Hitchens is like, he is dead now, but he was like this famous journalist and he was this famous like, um, orator, this famous public speaker, this famous debater, and he would debate people who were pro-religion and he was anti-religion. And anyway, he was like just amusing. To watch, he's like a genius. Not, Jackson, oh, okay. you haven't seen. I'm Hitch not gonna call slaps. him a genius, but this man exactly. What? Who knows what I'm talking about? You haven't Hitch seen slaps. Hitch slaps? No. That's so what they call this it when, guy, yeah, Christopher yeah. Hitchens, he was just, he was a very intense uh, debater inside of this situation of arguing uh, whether or not people should believe in God or, or support the Catholic Church. Uh, I mean, he just. He was a scholarly individual. He just knew a lot about various different accounts of history, and he had written books on the subject. So when he was in debates with people, uh, many times uh, people who were followers of the church would invite this guy to debate with them because uh, they want to, I mean, I guess depending on your personality, you can take opportunity to debate people, but I guess people who believed in God and believed in the church wanted to debate against this guy, and uh, they would bring him into a gymnasium or something like that, and there would be an audience, and the audience would get oh, to wait. ask questions, you know. I think I do know what you're talking about. You, I, it's quite famous, yeah. so he, occasionally during his interviews on the news or in a debate, he would just lay out an argument or a couple sentences that just destroyed the other person's argument or just just really made the other person seem bad and they were just yeah. uh, coined hitch slaps uh, after his name mm -hmm. hitchens <laughs> so look up hitch slaps when this is over man they're quite amusing i recently oh sorry you were about to say something Clint? no, no? What? Okay, that, was, that was it i thought you were about to say, say more anyway sorry um anyway yeah like uh, a few months ago i got like caught up in watching um just uh i guess like playlist or just youtube autoplay of christopher hitchens debating and richard dawkins who is um jackson said he knew who he was but i'm just gonna explain who he's anyway for everyone he's this like famous evolutionary biologist who has long been he's not like anti-religion by any means and he's not exactly on the same level as christopher dawkins is with being anti like uh catholicism or christianity because like i would say that Christopher Hitchens is 100% anti-Christianity, but anyway, he has his reasons. <clears throat> Richard Dawkins is just, um, he wants people to, as a scientist, like, believe things based on reason, and he just urges people to question their beliefs always, and he also is like, he had this, this series on BBC or something called, like, Enemies of Reason, where he would go interview people who didn't believe in evolution, and they would explain to him why they didn't believe it. And he would say, evolution is real. I'm going to tell you. Like, <laughs> evolution real, bro. Just tell me. I just listen. <laughs> uh, look at the evidence. And they're like, oh, I have looked at the evidence. And he's like, clearly, you ain't. Because if you would have believed in evolution if you did. Clearly, <laughs> you ain't. Clearly, you ain't. Uh, but yeah, he, 
he also created he also created the term meme. So that's something he did. Wait, really? Yeah, uh, he wrote a book funny. in like he wrote a book in like '76 or something. Memes were the old, but um, basically, like I'm pretty sure he the whole like inception of the word meme is a spin on the word gene, and uh. it's it's basically the idea of it is just like a meme, uh, not, not meme, an idea that sort of um, gets uh, transported throughout the population and evolves and changes like like a gene, would, <laughs> a mental it's gene, an, meme. except it's an idea. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's cool that's something cool. like that have you heard of the dunning kruger effect yes but i don't, I don't recall I, it off i don't the top remember okay so explain, so explain. A, like this week i've for some reason just been on the train of watching flat earther videos because it's quite it's it's oh, quite oh, amusing oh. to watch like they're like i've been watching videos of like like people who are like very very strong believers like trying to explain yes. why and then and then from there i found what the Dunning Kruger effect was, and I watched. Oh, that's like very unintelligent. No, it's so it's it's essentially the scientific term for blissful ignorance. It's essentially just being so stupid you don't know you're stupid. That's that's what it said. Or, or you think you know everything? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's when your intelligence level is so low that you aren't intelligent enough to know that you're not intelligent. So things you may think you understand things because you don't, you just can't comprehend a lot of what is being explained. So you think you understand it and you wholeheartedly believe that you understand it. Cause like there's a difference between people who are not that intelligent, but then are just boasting about being intelligent and like faking mm-hmm. it. But these people actually wholeheartedly believe that they know exactly what they're talking about and they are experts in their field. And the best example of that is flat earthers where they look at, they look at like scientific evidence or like arguments for why the earth is round and their limited understanding of how things work makes them think that so clearly that this is wrong and they know the right answer, even though they just actually don't understand that they don't understand. Because Wait, I have a question yeah. for you just, guys. I don't understand how flat earthers think that it, the earth is flat. Like this want, one girl was like, I have a take on that, but th- this one yeah. girl, her, her reasoning was like, I've lived on Long Island my whole life. And when I look out on the beach, I can't see a curve. And I'm like, well, of course you can't <laughs> see a curve. <laughs> oh well. I mean, um, I mean, it's it's not completely. It's, it stands to reason that you should see a curve if it's if it's curved. I've seen the curve. So I don't. Were you in a plane? No, I was in the Appalachian Mountains. Oh. So and and, cool. and I've seen it in a plane like. It, and this guy, this one guy was like, "There's no satellites. This is all fake." And and just the concept that. Every single country in the world that has a space program, I don't know, there's like 30-something, I think, including countries like Russia, China, and the United States. The conspiracy is so The large. fact that they're all working yeah. together to yep. make this one conspiracy happen. like, And also, why? What is the utility of, of making this, like, because, faking this? Because, Jackson, you don't get it. The you Earth is flat. And, and the government's lying to us because... If we can figure out the Earth is flat, then we can escape the simulation. That's what, that's what they don't want, Jackson. They want us to be consumeristic <laughs> slaves our entire lives. But if we can figure out the Earth is flat, we can figure out how to get the ice caps, uh, how to how to steal the ice, and you can sell the ice. You'll become a millionaire. Have you seen that meme? It's like how ice. how flat earthers think Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, and it's them drawing a line from Japan all the way around the world <laughs> to Hawaii on the other side. Well, you can do that with a flat model too, and just draw a straight line, bro. No, like it's it's how they think the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, and it's then sailing down through Indonesia, around Africa, around South America, up across the entire Pacific o- Ocean to Hawaii. Because when you look at a map, Japan's on this end and Hawaii's on the other end. 
They have to. Yeah, they have to go. All they would have the to go all around. the way around the other side of the world. <laughs> you can just change the orientation so it fits the model. If you move everything, translate it and. Uh, but but you can't do that direction. with a flat earth because things don't move it's just flat yeah no but if you were to draw a map you can choose what's in the center of the map right yes but they have okay no but they but they have their own map like it's it's, it's this is the map and oh they have their own yeah. official map no, because like oh, no because with a flat earth, like with a flat <laughs> i didn't know earther, they had official map <laughs> like you know what i mean like with a flat earther it's not like choose picking a point of perspective on a sphere right it's just like it's a it's a it's a painting you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, I know, but you can you can shift where the painting begins and ends so that it works. But if they have an official map, I can see why. Yeah, but their happening. argument, no, but they don't have an. Yeah, the argument would change though, because because if then they say, well, it's in the yeah, middle exactly. of the Pacific Ocean who's, and everything around that, right? then that opens up the problem of, well, then how did how do you sail from Europe to North America? Yep. Like it, you, there's just no way to win. Whose model is right? Whose flat Earth painting is the is the right one? How do you know? Yeah, but every nice. single one of them will cause problems. Anyway, Quinn, you were gonna say something, so. Well, I was just going to ask you guys a question, but I, I kind of got the answer for, for Jackson, at least. Uh, uh, why do you think the Earth is round? Why do I think Because I've round? seen it. There's pictures from NASA. Yeah. That, and it's, I, yeah, and I got all Jackson's the scientific answer, evidence yeah. points to it. No, you can't. I'm saying when you say all the scientific evidence, I want you to actually like say what the, you have heard The one piece of scientific, scientific evidence scientific that I evidence. think is very, very compelling is the uh, shining a light over a distance and how the angle changes when you uh, like are this far away? Like what? When once you get far enough away, when you're shining a light, the angle that you that you uh, pick up the light is different. Like if you're using like a protractor to measure the angle of the incident light, the beam of light that you're shooting from like one place that's two kilometers away, you're gonna have to uh, like st- stand like three steps, three feet above um, where the other guy is standing. Uh, off the ground like elevation wise to get the same angle so you've seen this experiment i not with my own eyes but i mean so how, why do you believe it how can wait red. how do you explain the seasons how do you explain the way we perceive the moon from our perspective wait how do, how you... do you explain the seasons do you not know how seasons work no i i do i'm wondering how you, how you think about them well it's it's First, first of all, first of all, besides the seasons, the fact that gravity is also the reason why I think the Earth is is uh, spherical. Because yes, well, exactly gravity. too. Gravity, gravity. Yes, gravity gives you conclusion that the Earth is round. Not conclusion, but it's good. It's it's a reason to believe. It's the best explanation that I have with my own like with really? what I've experienced in my own personal experience. It's the best, uh, like me jumping up and falling down to the ground and having every two bodies of mass attract each other yeah that makes perfect it makes perfect sense to me that the earth would be spherical if we sail really? if also, we sail in a straight line like from a, here across the atlantic why don't we hit africa no jonathan i think you're do you know what the term a priori means sorry i just said it but do you know what that means uh sounds like it's uh, i haven't heard it but let me guess at it okay yeah, okay. It sounds like it sounds like what it means is, um, I'm reaching. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> is exactly. But yeah. yeah. Uh, the the official definition is different, but yeah, that's basically it, man. I think yeah, you got it. Um, because the reason well, I bring I this it up makes sense to me. The reason I bring this up is because for the longest time, I mean, I would clown flat earthers as uh, we probably already have and uh, i would always think to myself well, yeah the earth is round probably in the same way that jonathan thinks about it but i never actually knew the 
like proofs for why the earth was round and uh, I thought it was interesting that I would wield around this sword of the earth is round with me all the time even though I actually had no clue why it was and uh, I was probably just as guilty for believing something uh, uh, without actually looking into it as flat earthers are <laughs> you look at shipping routes right if you if the world was flat like a flat plane like a map and we sailed straight across the ocean we wouldn't hit like sailing from new york to london wouldn't work because you'd you'd be going up instead of straight across even though they are going in a straight line it's because of the curvature of the earth like when you when you draw a line on a map wait why do you need the curvature of the earth to travel no i'm saying because if you look at latitude lines Okay. There, if you go straight across from a lot of locations, you go straight across from New York, you hit Africa. Like, there's a reason okay. when Columbus sailed from Spain. I don't see why this didn't hit flat Earth. Because, okay, have you ever been on? Have you ever been on um, Google Flights or even Google Maps? If you do point-to-point distance on Google Maps between um, Europe and uh like north america even if you're, you're talking about distance not being a straight line because it has to deal with the circumference of a sphere or the traveling lines across the sphere having curvature affecting their distance right yes that doesn't like for me that doesn't seem like a good proof to or sorry or a good argument against flat earth why not because well because if you're gonna say well from this distance to this distance it is this distance <laughs> any flat earther is just going to be like yeah that's what the distance is like it's i don't feel like if you brought that up to any individual who did believe in flat earth which is not me um i i feel like it would be you'd be hard tied and no but how do you explain how do you how do you then explain how close russia and canada are to each other but then just because they're apart? that close together no but if you look at a, pl- on a map on a plane they're like on a flat plane they're far apart Oh, I didn't know that. You look at you look at a wall map that is just flat. It looks like the same distance between South America and Africa and Europe and us, but that's not true because it can't, it goes in because it's a sphere. I think that what I'm really getting at is that there are much better arguments. Yeah, but I'm not a, I'm not a geographer. Okay, no, that may, what Jackson's saying makes perfect sense to me as well, though, because like the whole issue with like, especially if you've traveled certain places, like, if you've traveled to one place and it takes you this amount of time to get there, if you travel, if you fly yeah. from uh, L.A. to Japan and then you fly, and then you fly from L.A. to Spain, based on the two different, based on the times that it takes you to, to fly to each place, and and you know that when you um or when you, or you fly from LA to Russia and you know that when you are like what Jackson said standing at one place in Canada you can see uh, another place in Russia then it would make sense that it's a sphere and not a and not a flat surface because the continuation um, of continent no if yeah, it was flat you, and, the and flight between like how do you know how do you know which flat model is the right one yeah if it was because flat the flight the between here and paris would be the same as the flight between here and like senegal in africa but it's not it's a lot longer because All it's right. a sphere and also the flat earthers donated a bunch of money to do these scientific tests out in the salton sea in california <laughs> and it didn't work yeah they did a bunch of tests to prove the earth was flat and they ended up proving that it was round <laughs> 
So that's so funny, man. That's so funny. <laughs> Yo, Jackson, I got a, I got a question for you, man. Also, okay. you've seen the pictures from space, right? No, yeah. Wait, do you want to hear? Yeah, go, why I think the Earth is round? Go, go. <laughs> uh, uh, do you know what a lunar eclipse is? Yes, that wouldn't happen if it was fun. Mm-hmm. No, it, it it could happen. It, actually, it would happen even if the Earth was flat, and that's precisely what gives the argument. Um, well, when a when a lunar eclipse, well, you guys know the difference between a lunar eclipse and a solar eclipse. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I mean for for listeners, uh, the lunar eclipse is when Earth's shadow covers the moon, and a solar eclipse is when the moon gets in between uh, the Earth and the sun. Um, so for the uh, Earth's shadow going on to uh, the moon, there's two main things about that that really contradict uh, the Earth being flat. First of which, you can see the shadow of the moon as it progresses to cover the entire face of the moon. And as it is doing so, it is quite clearly in a circular shape, which is uh, yes. But you could say because there are flat earthers that believe we're on a circular plane. It's a plate. We're, we're, yeah, we're a plate. Yeah. No. Okay. Yes. Th- this is exactly where the second part comes in. If yeah. this were, if this were to be true that we were a plate, uh, upon uh, coming into a full lunar eclipse, you'll notice that the shadow uh, covers the entirety of the. Uh, of the moon and lunar eclipses happen not very often but they've happened several times and well, we've been able to collect a significant amount of data about them and based on the trajectory at which the, these happen uh, during the orbital um, as we've analyzed the orbital period of the earth around the sun we know where the earth is kind of relative to the sun when these lunar eclipses happen and they happen at various different angles such that the angle at which light is coming from the sun and hitting the earth changes and as it is changing it is still constantly displaying a circular shadow on the moon. Okay, this would yes, not work for a disc. Yes, of course. <laughs> right? okay. Our perception so, yeah, of the that's, moon that's wouldn't exist. Unless the disc was moving. Unless the disc itself was... No, yeah. but I saw, well, oh, I, moving, I saw a diagram. If the disc was moving, Jonathan, you'd see the shadow change. <laughs> no, okay. I saw a diagram no, no, of where at, we see the moon, depending on where you are. Like that. <laughs> and if you look, if you look at, like, they have, they have the plate theory of flat earthers of earth being a plate and then they show the angle of where the moon is for everybody seeing it on a particular night and there would have to be yeah. like 13 moons for everybody to see it at the right angle yeah either that or the uh or the plate would have to be rotated 360 degrees infinitely which is a sphere <laughs> <laughs> And um, anyways, my question for this is completely taking a break from flat earth. Sorry, but I, I have a question that I, I was in lecture. This happened to me and I was like, I need to ask Jackson about this because I don't know anything about it. And it's kind of weird, Jackson. I, I don't know. OK. OK, so I'm uh, picture little Quinn. He's in lecture learning about stuff and we're talking about food production around the world which us three have already talked about before we're talking about food production around the world and uh over time the amount of food that gets produced every single year Mm -hmm. and there was a graphical representation of this and uh the graphical uh uh, representation had this line going up 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 like very high as as the and you can imagine why as the Mm -hmm. years go by people are making more food so this graph is going up similar to the population Yes. And it goes up, up until a little while ago. It is peaked. It is very high. And then it drops down. And then it's kind of low. And then it starts climbing again. But it never really reaches this peak that happened a while ago. How how a while ago is a while ago? 
Um, uh, it was exactly when the USSR stopped. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. Broke apart. <laughs> so me thinking about this, I was in class. I was like, obviously, I raised my hand. I'm thinking to myself, why is that peak there? And my teacher's like, oh, well, that's when the USSR class collapsed. And I was like, okay, the USSR is creating that much more food than everybody else. And they are really responsible for this entire graph m- moving up that much. Why why is communism bad, Jackson? <laughs> why is it? What's so bad about everything, man? Okay, like, well, one, <laughs> I can't really adequately answer the question without seeing the graph. Um, but you have to take into account that after the Soviet Union collapsed, it not just the fact that communism ended, the fact that the nation was in absolute ruins and their oh. food production tanked. Oh, okay. Like it, it doesn't have, yeah, it, it doesn't really have anything to do with the fact that communism ended. It just has to, like, it, it could have been, it would have been the same if, if the Soviet Union was democratic and then it just fell apart. Oh, and then they just collapsed. Yeah, it's, but be, I it's feel because like, the Soviet Union I feel like they were just so large then, okay. But it's a big country, and, like, the Ukraine makes enough food to feed a lot of people. Uh, but they make food, but they mismanage the way they make it. So they can't really feed their population. Like they, they miss, like food shortage in the Soviet mismanage? Union is a big deal because they don't really know how to feed their population. Oh, every man gets one bean. It's simple, dude. See that video? <laughs> the guy who filled his bean. computer with beans. Communism is when God gives every man one bean. <laughs> you see the bean computer video of the guy who put beans in his computer and then asked. Yes. Them, yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> these are the are these the motherboards? No, these no, are beans. beans. <laughs> He's a forced bean. Do you guys watch Homeless on YouTube? When you made a PC out of a toaster? No, you what? don't watch that guy. What he plays Rainbow Six Siege, and he made a PC out of a Bob Ross toaster. Have you have you seen Bald and Bankrupt on YouTube? Bald and Bankrupt. Okay. No. So it's this guy. It's this guy who essentially he his YouTube channel. He just goes around the former Soviet Union Bald. states. Um, he's this okay. British guy who just wanders around traveling around the former Soviet Union states, like places that no one would ever want to go to, like the stands, the countries in the Caucasus, Belarus, Russia itself, like all, all these places that were part of the Soviet Union that aren't anymore. And he just, he goes around and tr- looks at what life is like now and tries to find relics of the past and just learns what life is like there. And it's really interesting because he goes to play, cause even, cause not that many people travel to like very few people travel to the former soviet states the only state that actually gets tourism is russia but everybody goes to like st petersburg or moscow but he goes to like small towns small cities like cities in like the outskirts in the, in the outer regions and goes to countries that nobody ever goes to like like nobody's ever been to kyrgyzstan or turkmenistan or tajikistan like the only person from kazakhstan i know is borat so <laughs> so it, it, like what does he say wait 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 what about estonia <laughs> Judge th- those countries don't count because those countries are just winning at life like Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania. Which Estonia? Yes. Estonia girls? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> wait, what, what? Wait, wait. What? Am I missing something? Don't Estonia even. girls? Don't you don't even, remember? Bro. What? Don't what? I'm a, what? I want to see that. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> Damn. It's not important. It's not important. We're referencing what happened in December. It's important to me, if you recall. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> keep going, Jackson. Okay. Keep going. So, but he goes to all these places, and he just he just vlogs. And it's really interesting because these are places that no one travels to. And he speaks Russian, so we can actually talk to the people there. And well, what's his name? Because I want to watch this. Bald This sounds dope. But why bankrupt? Oh, wait. He's traveling around just to just, beg him. <laughs> I was to tell you. That's dope. But yeah, no, it's fascinating because it, it, it just shows, like, because, like, I, far be it for me to say that people that I don't know and places I've never been to have a shitty life. But, like, 
it's a pretty dingy place. Okay. And a lot of, and they have a lot of problems, and it's pretty apparent. But he's just having fun. Oh. Um, but it's well, it's interesting. I, was... I just think it, I think it's interesting to watch because it just shows how different life is in that side of the world, and how different it was in the Soviet Union. Because like that's his thing. Like he really he's really fascinated by the Soviet Union, so he's constantly looking for old Soviet relics and stuff, and like places that haven't changed since the Soviet Union. That's interesting because I've. I was watching a TV show uh, that was based on a on a secret service existing where you had agents who uh, were posted in various different countries. And one of the agents, he was responsible for Russia um, and just like various different uh, areas that and it was the show took place uh, back when the Soviet Union was still a thing. So he would visit uh, Russia in his own uh, territory that he was responsible for. And all the other agents who were his co-workers, uh, they had no clue what uh soviet life was like but a couple of the episodes they would go over to russia and explore around and their whole it was a comedy show and they were kind of making fun of the fact that it was so different there and they just had weird little skits kind of portraying why it's so different he would get inside of a hotel room and they'd have to instantly put their pajamas on and then he would randomly close the toaster and lights would turn on like in order to turn lights you had to like close appliances and stuff it was just weird and they went to a store and in the store, there were shoes to be sold. None of the sizes of shoes were organized properly. There were right shoes with right shoes, size 12 with size 4. None of the sizes were organized properly. And these uh, guys who were a part of the agent system, who were uh, just not used to Soviet lifestyle, they got there and they're like, why the fuck are all these shoes organized like this? Let's just, let's put them together nicely. And as soon as they did that, they got arrested by the uh, the Soviet police. And they were basically saying that, uh, you know, you're attacking our, our freedom. That's just a capitalist mentality, putting shoes together. Why do shoes need to be inside of the correct order? That That's just a, a mentality that's been placed on you. You're brainwashed. And I was like, man, that's so interesting. I don't know if that is true back in Soviet time. Heard the, the, that. What what effect does that yeah, even I think have, it was a though? joke. Like, <laughs> it, it was definitely oh. a joke. It's a comedy oh. show. Yeah, but it's, it's meant to it's meant to represent the way they perceive yeah. us and their existence. Bingo, Jackson got it. That's why I was interested in it, man. I'm like, it, is that was really kind of how they lived, just on this separate plane of uh, of thinking about what's influencing you. That's interesting. Well, a lot of uh, do you know uh, a lot about um, Khrushchev when he was in charge of the Soviet Union? I don't even know who that is. Okay, well, he was he was in charge after Stalin. So he was in charge throughout the late like from 53 until sometime I don't remember when he got out of office, but like he 19? like the 50s and 60s, yeah. Yes. Okay. Um and when did the USSR collapse? 1991. Oh, okay. It lasted That's from it lasted from 22 to 91. <laughs> All right. Damn. All right. Um, well, tell me about this guy. What's his so, name? Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Voltage law? <laughs> Khrushchev. Okay. Um, Nikita Khrushchev. <laughs> and he he was in charge of the Soviet Union. He was responsible for, like, the de-Stalinization of the Soviet Union. But then he started kind of going... And this is the, the flaw of, like, their Wait. system. He started banning things based on his personal interest. Like, he didn't like... He didn't <laughs> like... Um, he didn't like poetry... He didn't like uh, uh, oh, no shit. more big penises. No one with big penises. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah, with I, don't, big penis I don't really leave. like art. He I'm didn't like abstract imagine, art. Imagine, he banned oh, abstract art. What? Okay, wait. Okay, I'm gonna cut out. Only I'm gonna cut realism. out. No, wait, imagine. I'm gonna cut out the name after. But imagine running a country and everything he didn't like. He just cut out. 
anything, anything he didn't <laughs> have a yeah, no, but that's what I mean though. Is he just started everything he didn't like? He just started getting rid of, and like that just goes like, to show. I, I, how do you get that much I never power? had them. I think they're pretty weird. I'll come out, cut them out. No more blueberries. Oh, okay. What is de-Stalinization though? Well, I can imagine it's when Stalin is obviously a ruthless dictator who, okay, you know, did some bad stuff, and oh, shit, yeah. they went after he died, like because he kind of made the Soviet Union because he was in charge after Lenin. So he was in charge basically in the build-up period and then during World the War Beatles? II and then right after. And he was basically in charge of making the Soviet Union what it was. But it was also like he's the one who sent he's he's the one who sent people to the gulags. He like he had all these purges before World War II where he like just sent a million people and like it was living in fear. Yeah. That's why that's why Germany got so far because they didn't have any competent officers because Stalin got rid of them all. Oh my word! Um, Did he like assess their intelligence? No, he just it we just smart, anyone who was a threat or anyone he didn't like anything, he would just they're gone. They're on the list. Oh but my! But those 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 that like, sort of living in fear life. stopped quite a bit before he died. But he still he did a lot of irrecoverable damage to the country, and they basically went through this process of like trying to distance themselves from him being such a bad person. And for a while. The international community really liked Khrushchev because he was doing all this stuff of distancing them from Stalin, making them more like of a you know reasonable country. But then he started going off the goop and you know banning things he didn't like, and then becoming <laughs> and building up their nuclear arsenal. But yeah, <laughs> okay. Even okay, my the, the thing I always point to when people are like, "Why is the Soviet Union bad?" I'm like, just look into the situation surrounding the Chernobyl disaster. Because okay. that was that disaster was totally, completely a product of the communist government in the Soviet Union. Really? Yes. I, explain why. So, how, do you know how much do you know about Chernobyl? I I just I know about how it was detected that it happened. Okay, so so and how it all occurred. I know is like, uh, Mans was like, finish this reactor by Tuesday, and if you don't, you all get murdered. <laughs> really. And then they're like, oh, fuck, we got to finish it by Tuesday. Okay, okay. I, I will, I will, I will explain it. So do you know how nuclear reactors work? Yes. Okay. So the Soviet reactors are, um, they, they use, uh, graphite to moderate their neutron flux. Whereas like in Canadian reactors, we use heavy water, right? With deuterium in it. Yes. Yes. So they, their control rods have tips of graphite. Which accelerates reactivity, mm-hmm. but it's used it's used to moderate the neutron flux, and they have a positive energy coefficient. So they create xenon as a byproduct of their reactions, which which chokes reactivity. But because it's so hot in a reactor, it just burns it away. So that's basically all you need to know. So essentially, what happened was what? Yes. Damn. Yeah. Hot, they bro. basically they have that's, really that's really inefficient reactors because that they're is cheap. Hot. That, no, yeah. that's not. That's the Soviet Union is so like cheap, they make like these inefficient reactors, Kelvin, but when doing God. it right, it sort of works. But so what happened was um, they okay. built the Chernobyl power plant, and then they had to run all these safety tests until it was fully operational, right? And they there's this one mm-hmm. safety test about a power outage situation, because when reactors lose power, obviously they can't pump coolant into the core, and then it could you could have a meltdown. But reactors have backup generators, and this is also what happened in Fukushima, is the backup generators were flooded. But... So they have backup generators to make sure that it can, you know, keep water pumping through the core. But the issue was the generators took a minute to turn on. So the the safety test they were trying to do was they wanted to see if the power being generated by the turbine slowing down could generate enough power to bridge the one minute gap 
between the time where they lost power and the time the generators came on. Which, that in and of itself is a problem. The fact that they have a minute gap and they don't know if it's... Whatever. But, <laughs> but so they were trying to run this test and they failed, like... The reactor was finished in 83. And they tried to run the test, like, three times. And they failed every single time. Like, they didn't get the results. And then the fourth time they tried to do it was in 1986. And they, they had already lied on the form saying they completed all the tests, but they didn't complete the test. <laughs> but so basically what happened is they were really down to the line and they really needed to finish this test. So the day they set to do it was like the 26th of April um, or the 25th. I don't know. But the day they set to do it, they're like, hey, we're sure. going to do it this day. But basically what, it me- what you do for the test is you lower the reactor to half power and then you shut down the reactor and then see and then get the emergency system to work but so they lower so at like noon on the 25th they lowered it to half power um and then they were about to run the test but the soviet union has work quotas because in the communist system they have work quotas where factories need to produce a certain amount of things to like not get penalized and the day they ran the, the fuck penalized means the anyway, day they like, ran the test Stalinized. was the was the end so it was near the end of the month and at, so at the end of the month you have to meet your quota but what happens is factories can't really naturally just meet the quotas because the Soviet Union wants to have more than they actually can make so they have quotas that are bigger than what they can actually do so basically like at the end of the month <laughs> factories are scrambling working overtime to try to meet the quotas so what happened was they were going to run the test at noon during the day and they lowered it to half power and then they got a call from Kiev saying that they couldn't lower the power anymore because they had to run overtime so the f- factories could meet their quota. So they had to delay. So instead of canceling the test, which is what a competent person would have done, they delayed the test to later that night at like one o'clock, um, like, at, at, like at nighttime. But then the problem then yeah, became the night shift didn't know they were running a test and didn't and were just reading from a manual that had stuff crossed out. And it was all, it was horrible. They, they weren't prepared for what they were doing. And the bigger, the bigger problem is, remember the thing I said about Xenon, how it creates Xenon, but then it gets burned away? Yeah, so they didn't have the fact that they read, so they had it at half power at noon, but then they kept it at half power until, for 12 hours until they ran the test at night. But then oh, it wasn't no. hot enough to burn away the Xenon. So the Xenon was just there choking the reactor. So when they started to lower the power, it just stalled the reactor out because it was, because then it just choked it. And then instead of just shutting down, which is what safety protocol is, they're like, no, we have to run the test tonight because we have to meet the, like, we have to finish this test. We have to finish this test. So they, they were going to run it. So they, against safety protocol, they, re- they were going to run the test anyway. So then they were trying to raise the power, but they couldn't because the Xenon kept choking it. Um, and then. Turn it up. And then Turn what eventually up. happened is they, they started to run the test. They stopped pumping water through the core. To, like to cool it to see if like the generators would kick in and then because of that there was no more coolant keeping it in check so the reactivity started skyrocketing because they had pulled out almost all of the control rods to try to get the power back up because they didn't understand why it wasn't going up because they had the xenon choking it and they pulled out almost all of the control rods so now there's nothing holding it back the only thing holding it back is the coolant and the second they stopped the coolant pumping through to run the test the reactivity just exploded and it started going way, way up. And then they, every reactor has the, the scram button, which puts all the control rods in at once and then stops yeah. the reactivity dead. But because the tips of their control rods have graphite on it as a neutron flux moderator, gra- graphite increases reactivity. So the second the tips went in, because all of them were out and all the tips went in at the same time, it made the reactivity go up even higher. 
and then that that caused the pressure to get so high that the control rods were stuck and they could only stay there. So now it's just endlessly increasing reactivity. The pressure got too great. It blew the lid off the react. Then it blew the lid off the reactor, which has like I think three hundred and eleven control rod things that all weigh like a hundred kilograms. It blew that lid off, and then oxygen came in, and then that combined <laughs> that combined with the superheated like shit in the reactor, and it exploded. But that wouldn't just... have happened if working quotas didn't exist, these test deadlines didn't exist, all the communism rules of the Soviet Union, if all of that didn't exist, wouldn't have happened. And the fact, <laughs> the only reason it was allowed to explode, because if that had happened, if all those mistakes happened in our reactors, you hit the scram button, it's all over. The reactor's done. But the fact that they're so cheap and they put graphite as the tips to moderate the neutron flux instead of something a little bit more expensive but safer, yeah. or, or the, even the fact that they have xenon building up in the first place, they're just too, they're they're cheap. They made cheap reactors. They have a bad system. Explosion, worldwide nuclear catastrophe. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Quinn, but but um, due to the nature of can-do reactors and the heavy water like uh flooding system or whatever, um, don't like you don't even need to press any scram button or anything. It's just like yeah. not it's not going to uh enter a critical state. Like it's just not possible. They still have safety. No, yeah, they the candy reactors sure, they have scram buttons but you don't really need them. But or whatever, but Yeah. Yeah, you know What happened at Chernobyl control. cannot physically happen in our reactors. It's imp- it's like impossible. Yeah. Because of the way our reactors are built. Let's go candy. And also, another Let's thing, go. because the so the Soviet Union is the only country that doesn't have uh containment buildings around their reactors. Like you know how our reactors have like huge concrete containment buildings in case a leak happens? Like, have you ever seen pictures of a nuclear reactor? Like, they have a big, humongous concrete building. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with, like, reinforced concrete and all that stuff. I've only seen photos of, like, waste. They look so ba- basically, wild. reactors have to have a containment building around it. To, sure. That's why sure. Fukushima wasn't as bad as it was, because the containment buildings were there to hold it back. But, Dude, if it was as bad as it was, it, 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 all it was already pretty yeah. bad. But already Chernobyl, because in the Soviet <laughs> Union, the Soviet Union didn't want to waste money. Because Soviet reactors don't explode, <laughs> so they didn't want to waste money on a containment unit. So the second the reactor exploded, the whole building, it was just spewing it into the atmosphere. Safety or money? Money. <laughs> oh. Um, money. Sir, uh, sir, Mr. Superior, I, I really don't think we should run the test tonight. Shut up. Soviet reactor never explode. Watch, okay, watch the Chernobyl miniseries that HBO did. It's, it's very historically accurate. Oh, okay. Cool. I, kinda, I really hilarious. want to watch it. Also, it also again. is, I think, one of the best TV, one of if not the best TV shows I've ever seen. Okay, I got two questions. Oh my god, that's Jackson, a high esteemed title. Have you heard of Weird Fruit Explorer? Oh my god, no? this guy's so dope. <laughs> this guy so goes around. Good. This guy goes around the planet trying all the fruits he can find. And I don't know if you knew this, but the amount of edible like plants. Um, that there are on Earth that we don't have access to is in, like, the tens of thousands. Yeah, no, I, so, I know there's a lot of weird fruits and food everywhere that we just don't even know yeah. exists, but... Exactly. This guy this goes guy around the world eating all the fruit Man eats fruit for the first time. There, there... <laughs> Man eats fruit no, for the first time. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh. What? What do you not remember that? Man eats fruit for the first time. Man eats fruit for the first time. What are you talking? I don't even know what you're talking about. There's a video. I think it's like a Buzzy video or something like that, where this guy eats fruit for the first time, and Jackson and I just turned it into a meme. I don't know. It was. A, it was. It a was joke yeah. When we were in 11. high school, this was like the meme. Yeah, I don't know. It was just like an inside joke in grade eleven. It was anyway. I feel like I. I feel like I probably knew. I just have horrible memory. I, I wanted to ask you guys. All. Okay. Um. 
say that there's World War Three happens, right? Yes. And okay. we have, and by by some bullshit, we have conscription, and we have like oh god, okay. We get to, well, actually, a draft. maybe not. Oh god, there's a draft. Let's go, boys. Uh, do you guys try to escape the draft? Because escaping the draft is an option. You can flee the country, and that's an option that's available to you. Uh, I'm just saying, in this theoretical situation, you have enough money to do so. Or do you fight? What's interesting is literally this entire week, me and my roommates have been having this conversation, like about like World no War Three. Yeah, we've been having this World War Three conversation a lot. It's so interesting that you bring that mm-hmm. up. <clears throat> so what's your plan? My, okay, my logic is I. Or do you fight? I would fight, but okay. But my my logic is <laughs> I am totally fine going and fighting a war if I genuinely think that it's worth it. Okay. Like so. so you think that you're, like so. Think right about way. like historically. Think about World War Two. Like that's a that's a yeah. war, war worth fighting because oh, there's that's bad guys. Definitely worth it. But like yeah, World War yeah, One, exactly. I'd be a bit tenuous about joining because there really isn't a bad World guy. World War One is like, uh, bitch, please. Yeah, it's like, like why am I here? Uh, but like, what? Do, I don't like Russia. I think Russia does a lot of bad things. If Russia started a war and we were dragged into it, I would. I think that's worth it. Or China. What about you, Quinn? What about you? Yeah, I think that it's. It's an interesting thing because my line of logic is not at anywhere near as good as Jackson's because okay. my idea is I'm going to fight. I'm just going to fight for my country. Like no no logical sequence of thinking to myself, hmm, is this worth fighting? Hmm, no. My brain's just like, okay, fight time. Like join the, join the army time. Uh, and I think that that stems from a long history in my life of being exposed to this kind of uh, subculture of war, whether it be Call of Duty or war films or uh, just so many different things in my life that have been centered around war like that. (laughs) And just the uh, aesthetic behind what I've seen uh, in Hollywood just rests deep within me. And and I think that it's probably nowhere near a good uh, interpretation or uh, or actual display of what it's like and i'm sure that there's probably an immense amount of hardship that's associated with being in the war but it still holds with me maybe from my childhood or whatnot that i'm just like i'm gonna do it boys let's do it i'm gonna join well i think you you guys both know that i'm i'm probably the person most into war that i know uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Like, okay, but you're into uh, war, probably. We know like, as well. The history of yeah, it. Yeah, well, like, I'm like, into history power struggle stuff. type yeah. thing. Or are you into war? Like, I want to kill people. I want to. It's, watch it's neither here nor there. It's, I find, I find <laughs> every, absolutely <laughs> every aspect of war fascinating. <laughs> I want to be. Oh, okay. I want to be traumatized permanently. <laughs> oh, dude! I want to be like. I want to be like in the platoon. You know, like uh, doing the training sequence, learning how to tank? take apart a gun, and learning how to shoot. You want to be under. Like, you want to be in the, the submarine. Stuck. You want to be with the boys in the submarine. We're we're manning the submarine. It's like, oh. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I want to. Find the, the pressure valves. Yeah. Oh, oxygen is low. Okay, but, okay, but <laughs> currently, if we're talking, nah. if we're talking about a present day situation, <laughs> like if a, if a war was to break out tomorrow. Yeah. Presently, okay. all of the enemies that we have in the world, I would consider worth fighting. So if a war broke out, I would probably definitely be Who are our enemies? I don't even know who our enemies Russia, are. Russia, China, Iran. That's, a, that's uh, yeah. Those that's, are the big boys. That's, that's the three, Those eh? are the big boys. Those are the big boys. Okay. Well, I can't say... I, I think I s- halfway agree with your logic, Jackson. Like, I believe, like... There's some shit going on in other countries that I think is positively whack, and I want to put a stop to it as soon as possible. But I don't really want to go to war, ever. And I would much rather just run away to Estonia. Well, also, especially <laughs> yeah, especially Estonia. you think about like the 
the conscription thing. Like, this is, this is a big issue. I know yeah. there's a lot of trope in a lot of World War II movies, for example, where, like, if you're at home and you're of fighting age and you're willing and you're able to fight, but you don't, you have, like, that guilt of, like, everybody else is going to put their lives on the line and you're sitting at home doing nothing. Or people just make fun of you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a thing. It's like, why should, why should all these people go out and defend our country, but I'm sitting here just reaping the benefits of it? And well, I'm not. I'm not reaping any benefits. I'm in Estonia. I'm not. Estonia would be. <laughs> Estonia <laughs> is is the place where a war is currently most likely to probably start. I'm not gonna <laughs> well, lie. It didn't, yes, if it that's didn't where the start new France there. It's, it's the Baltic. It no, the it Baltic states there. is what Russia's yeah. eyeing up. There, that, there's Russia's a reason. Are, there's a reason the main NATO base is in Latvia. You know what, Jackson? If if Russia started the war and it started in Estonia. And I would fight to protect the protect Estonians. the Estonians. <laughs> the Estonian <laughs> I mean, Jonathan, so would I. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? I fought to. Oh my god! It... Oh my god! You know what I just thought of? Okay, it's like what? World War Two. It's like World War Two, like V Day, like the like Canadian soldiers like going through like liberating um, the Netherlands and stuff. Different, different. Yeah, exactly. And then all the citizens there are like, oh, my, like, like they're just like simping for all the Canadian soldiers, and they simp, they simp for them to this day. So it's like that. It's like I fought for your country, you know. I liberated, I, I liberated Estonia, you know. <laughs> so if you make it to the end and you don't I mean, die, you don't. Maybe you suffer a little, jokes, but you're I'm alive. Not, I'm a scientist. I, I promise. No, that's a like that's like a thing that uh, is very in World War Two, especially. It's very interesting about like how the European, the people fighting in the European theater, got like you know the whenever U- the theater, of, yeah, the different theater. There's the European theater and the Pacific theater of war. So the, the American thing. GIs fighting in Europe I haven't heard got of like, you know, they got little little liberties, you know, in Paris or like liberate towns, you know, the, the, the ladies, the ladies are there to, to support them. But the soldiers <laughs> in the Pacific are just fighting over barren rocks in the Pacific and they didn't oh, get God. any of that. <laughs> and they also came home imagine, late. Imagine you're stuck on a lousy ship with like 20 <laughs> sweaty men and you have right, Yeah, but you also <laughs> think about like VE Day in Europe, like. When Europe celebrates oh, victory in Europe, man. that's in May because that's when Germany surrendered. And Europe, Western Europe threw an absolute rager after the war ended, and they were having <laughs> they the were having a party. great time. And here, oh. but then Japan didn't surrender until September second, and that's VJ Day, and that had a bit, a bit of a, a bit less of a celebration. <laughs> so like, imagine partying during that time, man. That would be wild. No, you know what I was thinking this New Year's. I was thinking that. It might not be this coming New Year's. It might it might be the next one. But as soon as as soon as this pandemic is over, there will be a party <laughs> unlike any party okay. in history. I've been thinking there I've been thinking will, this so we will hard. have the we will have the largest celebration. The largest <laughs> unanimous celebration and in human history. We will we will literally we pandemonium. No, it's we will burn, it's like have you seen that meme? It's like I now understand why the nineteen twenties were so wild. <laughs> After the, after the 1918 pandemic. Uh, wait, there was a 1918 pandemic? The Spanish yeah, flu. Influenza. Yeah. Oh, my. Which, fun know. fact, Millions that had nothing dead. to do with Spain. Oh, wow. That's fun. Actually, yeah, wait. That, this is very interesting. That, okay, then? so basically, because it, it was during 1918 and 1919, this influenza pandemic, okay. right? But okay. it started in either... The most likely place it started is Kansas. Um, and really? they think that the U.S. soldiers brought it over when they joined the war. Um, in late, late war, because, you know, that's what the U.S. does. But 
But so basically what happened was it was ravaging France, the U.S., uh, the U.K. and Germany. But because they're all at war, they didn't want to they didn't let their newspapers talk about it because they didn't want to lower morale because like the trenches were, were really struggling because, you know, it's a breeding ground for disease. And now this pandemic's going around. But Spain was neutral and it was also ravaging Spain and Spain was allowed to publish about it. So the whole world just thought this was a Spanish problem. <laughs> the whole world just thought that Spain was having this pandemic and they were all fine and then after the war ended like oh yeah by the way uh, we're all dying too when we're way worse than Spain Spain is we, like 2 million dead and then the rest why couldn't yeah then Germany's like yeah we've lost 10 100 million dead oh. you've lost 10 wait why didn't Spain like uh, report anything or why couldn't they no Spain could Spain's newspapers oh, were freely, they were freely allowed to publicize yeah. it because they weren't at war, so they had nothing else to talk. Like, this was, like, the big thing that was oh, happening. But all the other countries, man. because they're at war, had more important things to deal with, so they didn't let the newspapers talk about it. <laughs> That's why it's called the Spanish flu. Would, would it be more like uh, if somebody found out, if you were in war and somebody found out that your country's suffering from uh, influenza, it would just be a weakness? Yeah, well, it's it, it was it. near the end of the war too. Like nobody wanted to be there anymore. If if the U.S. didn't join the war, Germany probably would have won. That's because crazy. they had they knocked Russia out in 1917. Like Russia surrendered in 1917, and they so then they could move their entire army to fight France. The French ar- army was mutinying in 1917. What does that mean? I don't even know. They were refusing. Mutiny. They were refusing to fight. Refusing to follow orders. Just leaving. Abandoned. Like just they were just oh. done. The French army was, like, on the verge of collapse. The only reason they didn't is because the U.S. joined in the middle of 1917, and now they had not only news of all these fresh troops coming, but, like, it was, like, a morale boost of, like, yes, we can do it now. Wait, so was France kind of leaving on the premise of, uh, we don't want to do this, we don't want to fight Germany, don't make us... Yeah, they're like, we're done. This has been too long. We're not, like, this is stupid. (laughs) We're we're just going to give up. Oh, my God. Like, every single male that I have ever known is dead, and that's all of them, and they're just like, you know what, we're not fucking fighting. Yeah. Fuck it. (laughs) Fuck it. I don't blame them, man. That's just a difficult situation. I got trench foot in both feet. No, oh I don't God. give a fuck. Like, no, but you have to think of—you have to think of like the situation at the time, right? Like it's 1917. You're three years into the into the World War. The front lines haven't moved, and all of a sudden you hear that Russia, which is where most of Germany's fighting force was, has just surrendered to Germany, and now they can move all of their Eastern Front troops to fight on the Western Front. And you're sitting there as a French or British soldier after three years of sitting in a trench with. No movement, and the Germans still occupy part of France and most of Belgium. And you're just Cold, sitting there and thinking, wet. okay, why? Are, what's the point now? Why are we here? Because Ger- they're, they're just like, Germany's going to come and, and bum rush us, and we're going to lose. Why are we even fighting? Do you, th- do you think that the war just uh, drastically increased the percentage of uh, guys who had joined uh, alcoholism and uh, nicotine addiction? Yes. the last, uh, they, they call the, the generation that fought in World War One the last generation. Oh my, I didn't even know. Wait, maybe, I think I've heard that before. But I, I have to say that uh, some part of the aesthetic for wanting to join in the conscript, con, conscription question that Jonathan posed mm-hmm. is the aesthetic of cigarettes in the war. I don't, I don't think I would wait like, to get conscripted. I think I would j- just join. Dude, what, we oh. need our lungs. Oh, yeah, we okay. need our lungs to be healthy so we can have an edge on everyone else. Who all, like <laughs> or everyone just, smokes. We do though. We do though because Europeans them. all smoke cigarettes. Russians all smoke oh, cigarettes. Yeah. Like, that's, like, a thing. So, Okay, what about this? Okay, forget about being drafted. Okay. You need, you, for some other reason, you're leaving the country. You're going to retire in some foreign land. I've chosen Estonia because the real reason I chose Estonia has nothing to do with women there. 
Uh, it's because I've seen like <laughs> I've seen films from Estonia, and it seem it looks really cool, and it's nearby a bunch oh, of other stuff. That's all. That's all. Like all of that is worth um, visiting, and it has a very high rate of uh, English speaking. So I mean, yeah. I only speak. And English. they are the most uh, atheist country in the world, I think. Oh Wait, shit! Really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. That sounds great. Sounds cool. Ninety-eight. Oh I think ninety-eight percent of the people there are claim to be atheist. Do you know why? That's, That's so less. intriguing. Because they just had to live through like a hundred years of Russian occupation, so they're like, well, "Why is life? <laughs> why is life?" <laughs> so, Jonathan, you're asking where we would go? Yeah, where do you, what, country? what country do you think you'd want to settle down? In, if it, if not Canada, I mean, it, is it is the premise of the question kind of any country I choose is not a war zone? Yeah, no, no more war zones. No more war zones. Just uh, Canada has been destroyed. Through a, uh, through a natural disaster. Oops. Okay. okay. Oops. I, I think I'd, <laughs> I'd seriously consider France. Okay, I'd okay yeah, France seriously nice. consider Australia. Um, uh, Norway. Serious con- seriously consider Norway as well. I don't know much uh, about Norway, but... I think, I think those would be, like, amongst my competitors, but I'm really inclined to choose somewhere in Europe. I don't know. I, I've never been I, to Europe. I, pretty uh, germany i think germany? That, that's, <laughs> we're that's all surprised Jackson. it's it's that was it's the, last it's the most it's the language i speak the most other than english it's it has a very high standard you can actually get by what? wait what you speak more german than french yes oh. now i do i do <laughs> french french i can't kind of i just watch a bunch of german tv shows and stuff but um no okay but french I did little to no grasp. I, I just kind of every time someone tries to teach me French, I'm like, no, stop talking. I refuse. <laughs> you go to Quebec, any time anyone talks to you, you're just like, no, no. okay. Dry, in Montreal, they're like construction road signs and everything. Instead of having symbols, they just have a paragraph writing what's going on. And I'm like, I this doesn't help me. And then the the highway ends, and I'm like. <laughs> The highway ends. The highway ends in a brick wall, and it's the sign. There's a there was a four lane highway in Montreal that didn't have any road lines. The sign says really no road lines. Yeah, what? It was under construction for the past three years, and it's a four lane highway with no road lines. It's a free for all. It's like it's like Tokyo drift. Nobody follows the lines. You're just it's like NASCAR. It's like the autobahn, but instead of the speed limit, it's just like there's no yeah, there's no nobody signals. Everybody's just like weaving in and out of each other. It's like the B movie instead of a. Instead of a speed limit sign, it's a full book on a, on a sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but Jackson, back to my, if you actually to my, went to Germany, to could you? I would. Could you get along? Could you learn Germ- German if you went? Like, yeah. If, well, if you, you live there, yourself. you'd learn it. Oh man, that's intense. Um, but Keep but it's like it's it has a high standard of living. It's a beautiful country. It's nice. Like and and also it's pretty smack dab center Europe, and mm-hmm. you travel and I because I want to I want to go to like pretty much everywhere in Europe, but, like, picking to live somewhere, I would probably pick Germany and then just travel around. Because I really like Italy, but I don't really feel like I would like living in Italy. Oh, I think living in Italy will be fucking fire, dude. Yeah, but not your whole yeah, life. depends where you go. Well, why uh, not, yeah. dude? It's, it's, what? I don't know. I, I could go... I, we we up, could go for, funny. like, three months and live our con by our name Dream, but, like... <laughs> yes. Can we actually visit the town with the bicycles yeah, and, in, like, in go Krem. see it? Oh man, I want to see that. I also want to see like a, like my Nona's hometown and stuff. That'd be cool. Yeah, we need to meet our family. I don't think I'd be I, able have, to even find them. We both okay. Well, I have family members that they have never, they don't even know I exist. But I know that when I meet them, they're gonna be like, "Oh, stay for a week, stay for a month." Oh, Jonathan. 
I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like you're just going to look so different from them. Are they like, how Italian are they? Are you going to get there? And it's just like this ginger yeah. <laughs> white ginger I'm going kid. To, <laughs> I'm going to explain the familial, the familial lineage. And they're going to be like, oh, this guy must be him, who he says he is. Because no one else knows this information. Like, <laughs> like you know, you know, like Alfiero, you know, uh, Leona, you know, Maria. Oh, okay. Okay. You, you know about the ancestry. Giovanni. <laughs> Giovanni. Yeah. He went to Toronto. And yeah, dude. I am the descendant of this dude. And they're going to be like, oh, <laughs> Jonathan. Jonathan, oh. Jonathan. Jonathan. If you say Giovanni, they're going to be like, uh, yes, which one? <laughs> probably know like 18 different Giovannis, bro. True. But there's only one. There's only one in the family, like in this, in this, in the generation that I'm thinking. That dude, I'm that's, to. that's like the equivalent of, of somebody asking you like, uh, oh, where are you? from in canada like oh yeah i went st john's yeah. <laughs> like how many st john's are there like in canada or the u.s there's probably a million st john's yeah where are you from i'm from main street <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that uh it's been it's been great and it's already been an hour and 17 do you guys want to keep going or because we can end it here um anything you wanted to talk about jackson before we um Here's your platform. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I just kind of went into this. Any facts you want to spit? I could I could spit facts all day <laughs> to long. To our five I, I don't really want to, you know. What do you want to tell the people before? I don't, don't want to make you guys look dumb, you know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> shut up, Jackson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I, there's nothing. Yeah. I, I could. That's what I do all day. Is I just. That's why I have roommates. It's just spit to facts. spit oh, facts yeah. at them all day that nobody cares about. But I still Earlier do it. today, I was... I was arguing we with my father about, about determinism and whether or not free will exists. And I was making the case for free will does not exist. And he was like, what are you talking about? You choose to do this. You choose to do that. I'm like, bro, you don't because free will doesn't exist. It's simple, dude. And he's like, he, <laughs> it's, he just. It's simple. He, he didn't want to hear it. He just was not willing to. You know, I, I didn't come on here with any ideas to say or anything. I just kind of, I'm just here to talk, play off you guys. Give my two cents. Okay. It's probably less than two cents, guys. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Jackson, we've talked about this probably between Quinn and I amongst ourselves, like probably like three or four times throughout the podcast so far. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to just whip out this question. Do you think that after death is the same as before birth? In what manner? Like, do you think the state of being that one would find themselves in? Or do you think that like one status after they have died, after all of their cells have died, let's say, uh, is the same as after death as it is as before birth? Or do you think that it is different? Do you think that the state of being is different? And you think that there's a, I think it's probably slightly different, but not much because like the thing, like, cause babies can like subconsciously do things. Like you can I, okay, I I meant like before conception, not before birth. Oh yeah, just like like nullified existence. Yeah, like just absolutely nothing. Eternal blackness. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay, and do you think that let's this? I'm not gonna say the experience of death because it's not really any experience. Like, do you think that the state of being of being dead is the same for humans as it is for every other life form? Even yeah, I would I would period. say so. If we're going off of the basis of, because like you know, who am I to say what comes after death? But if we go off the basis, yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna make any. Yeah, if we go off the basis of like, when you die, you just simply, naturally, organically die, and your just cells die, and that's it. Like you're just, 
your your brain is gone. I would say it's probably the same. Yeah. I would most definitely probably say it's the same for everyone because everybody once once a creature is dead, it's dead. Cool. Quinn, I I can I don't have I we've talked about something like this before and like definitely we've talked about Yeah, definitely. Something similar to this at least. I don't think I asked you this exact question before though. What are your what are your thoughts? I mean, my thoughts are relatively the answer of I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I sort of agree. I, that, I yeah, honestly, okay, that's that probably should be my answer is I don't know because <laughs> <laughs> No, like I I don't I want to I'd like to keep my mind open to all possibilities. But it's okay. difficult it's difficult it's difficult for me to really rationalize any belief outside of whatever comes after death, if anything, if it isn't the same as before birth, it still stands to reason that it is the same for every life form. Yeah, that's what I would say. I, I don't see why I don't see why it would yeah. be different. I can't think of I, think I can't think of why it would be different. I think one of the like more interesting things for me about yeah. death is kinda like uh everybody everybody well, most people that I've discussed death with seem to have an idea of what death means without having ever experienced death, which is just in itself interesting because okay. I think most people will associate it with negative things. But if you don't know what happens uh, after an individual's, or I guess if we're using the definition that your cells all die, if you don't know what happens to somebody after their cells all die, can you really say that it's a bad thing when that happens? Uh, I think it's really just hard time to our experiences of everything and what we've been taught. Mm-hmm. People don't want to stop like, existing and not that they they know that what's going to happen after they die is they're going to not exist anymore they just don't want to even face that possibility at all it's sort of and it's instinctual as well like yeah, but like that's the thing though is people are afraid of of day. like death of like just being dead and i understand yeah. that but like if you're afraid of like just the actual thing because if you're if you're dead the way we say you're just cells just die you just you're not conscious anymore you don't know anything like you are simply gone so you're not even going to know that you're dead you, that is I'm scared of the void, but... though. I'm scared. Yeah, no, that's what I'm. That, that, that eternal is, blackness. That's what I think probably happens, but I'm also terrified of that because the fact that you can yeah. just be no longer existing for eternity. Why, just... why would that? Why would that be scary though? Like, you weren't scared before you were born. Like I was saying before. Like, yeah, no, but that's you. No, you're not gonna be scared after. It's just the, the thought of that happening is scary, not the actual event itself. Because like, like before you're born, you just you are a null existence. Like you just don't exist and after you're I, dead I you also more, just don't exist i'm much more scared of the dying part the death the, the being dead part that no yeah the, the actual scared. action of being a dead person is not scary the <laughs> fact that you eventually have to end the life that you're having that's the scary thing now jonathan the thing that i'm scared about or is i think i had this thought when i was a young kid like i remember thinking about this and my conception of it was that I still have my conscious, like, or my brain as, mm-hmm. like, thinking and words inside of my head, except it, no senses. It's just a void for eternity. But I'm still left with my brain. And that's just, Ooh. like, that is what's terrifying to me because, especially as a kid, I was thinking to myself, what do you do? I don't, like, that That would suck. <laughs> what would be really cool, I'm not saying this is what I believe happens, but it would just be cool. Just a fun thing to think about. As if it was just an unending dream. Oh. Because some of my dreams are so fucking awesome. Yeah. I'm just like, this is Yeah, but what if you what if you roll the dice bad and you get like right a nightmare now. and you just earn a never ending nightmare? I see I mean, a nightmare is still an experience. <laughs> That's it, true. It, I don't know. You're still it's, living. It, I've had some nightmares where like they were genuine they were genuinely like, fuck, this is shit. But most of my nightmares where I was like scared in the moment haven't been necessarily bad because 
I think it's just because of who I am. I like horror. I like the experience of being scared. I don't like feeling like that my life is in danger. That's the type of fear that I don't enjoy. But as long as I don't actually believe that I'm about to die, anything other than that, I enjoy really typically. Like you enjoy the fear. Yeah, typically. What? Okay, wait. Oh, what yeah. do you think about like aside from aside from the scientific and logistical aspects of living for a long time or living forever all that stuff mm-hmm. aside from all of that would you because i i've said many times that i like the idea of living forever but i wouldn't want to be like an old person forever like i like the idea like Damn, you know the chappy have you ever seen chappy that movie yes. yeah oh, yeah you know yeah. how they upload yeah. the guy's brain onto the robot yeah yeah i okay sure. that i sort of would want to live forever but just consciously like just so i could see what happens like i'm totally fine with living my life that i have now and that being just my life but then i would like to even if i'm like uh cryo frozen just so i can be woken up later and just see what happens in the future like i i like the idea of like uploading your brain to something what about this if the price of being conscious and able to do things in the future was you had to be conscious and aware of what was going on, but you couldn't do anything, and you were just frozen. You were a rock, because that's how I thought you were describing it initially. But you're just—you're a rock. Your your consciousness is placed in a rock, and you can see everything around you. You just can't move, Whoa. and you can't do anything, mm. and nobody knows you exist. Nobody knows you exist. You're just sitting actually. It's like you're a ghost. Have you seen this? Is this is this is the real dream here? Have you seen the San Junipero episode of Black Mirror? I haven't even watched Black Mirror, man. I haven't seen that. Okay, episode, no. so spoiler alert. Um, Okay, that's fine. the the San Junipero episode of um, Black Mirror. It's basically it starts off like of this girl in the eighties, like just going to a bar or something, and then she meets this girl, mm-hmm. and then okay. you're really confused because it seems like wait, she... the girl meets a girl? No, 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 but no, no, she's it's just a girl at a bar in the eighties, and okay. you're confused. It looks it's kind of weird. She's acting kind of strange, and then it gets even stranger because then after the night ends. It, she comes back and it, like the year changes. She's she goes um, like then to like 1980 because she was in 1987, and then she meets this girl um, that she like really likes. But then the girl disappears, and then someone says something like vague like try another time. And then she tries like the 2000s, the 90s. Like she keeps jumping between times, but always goes to the same bar. But it seems to be in different times, and you don't understand what's going on. And then you figure it That's out because cool. it goes out, and you figure out that what's happening is they develop this system, this this like dreamscape thing called San Junipero where you can like do whatever you want you can upload your brain and just live there and it's basically this thing because she can only go there she's still alive in the real world she's just really old and you can go there every weekend if you're still alive but it's this choice where you can sign a thing where after you die they take your consciousness and upload it to this and you just live forever in this like this like town called San Junipero and it's all other dead but you're and you're always like the best version of yourself like everybody's in their like 20s Whoa. Um, that's dope. And yeah, and they just live, and then she has to make the decision, like, because she's like dying or something, and like she can upload her brain because the like these two girls fall in love, and the one girl is dying, and she doesn't want to like actually do this because she just wants to be dead, but then she falls in love with this girl, and she's like, no, we'll live together forever, being dead. <laughs> um, but it's it's really I'm glossing over a bunch of stuff, but essentially it's like it's this after death thing where you can do whatever you want. And the reason they have like, you can jump between times is because like they can, they're all old people and they want to go back to when they were younger and stuff. Well, honestly, Jackson, remember when you said that you wouldn't want to be the immortal old man, 
I'd like to be the old man. Yeah, but no, but I'm oh. talking about like a like a senile, like you're just absolute, like you just can't move, you don't really know what's going on. Oh, you just like senile. You have, you have arthritis, you have like scoliosis. Yeah, like oh, okay, you're living, you're living okay, in pain, sucks. you're immobile. Like I wouldn't yeah, want to live like that. <laughs> I mean, if I was like, then you're in basically good the rock just looked old. situation. You have a, uh, you have the uh, rock <laughs> syphilis. For a second, I thought you meant Dwayne. <laughs> no, like the. <laughs> So now you're just the rock. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, yeah, but bad. but that San Junipero thing, that 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 is like my <laughs> ultimate fantasy of being able to just go back and live your life, and because then you fully you fully lived your life. Like, can you choose? Does the ta- is the town chosen? Chose sorry, chosen for you. You can't manipulate your environment. No, I think you can manipulate. You can manipulate where, like the town. What? The town never changes. It changes with the times. Okay. Like if you're in a different time, then it, it like updates to whatever time you're in. Do you choose? But do you choose the time? Yes. Oh, okay. And then you're there with everybody else who's also chosen that time. But wait, can you can you choose a time like when you were supposed to be 80 but look like you're 20? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's this is cool. This is cool. Like they jump. It starts in 1987. Then she jumps back to 19. She's looking for the girl in the times. She it starts in 1987. It jumps to 1980, and then she jumps to wait, 2002, and then she jumps to 1996, and she's looking for. And it's the wait, same so the, bar, but they dress it to look like different times. Is it? Is she looking at her own memory of the girl, or is she looking at like, no, no, no. The these are people. These are people time. you're meeting. Every person in this town are all people who have uploaded their brains who are dead. Oh, okay. But okay. but no. But Wait. on the weekends, on the weekends, people can just who are thinking about doing it after they die can go in. But during the week, to and be there during the week, free trial. You have to. Yeah, it's like a trial process. So, so when you free die, trial. when you die and your consciousness is uploaded, is that you or is that? copy of you and the original you dies like actually dies yeah if you if you do like the fully in it thing after you die they upload your consciousness to that like, this is what, uh, the distinction here is like if it's like a copy and paste right you are duplicated no it's like a, it's like a cut and paste uh see i play i i played a really 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 amazing horror game called soma that's sort of like this concept except there's no way to copy like, there's no way to copy and paste. Uh, there's no way to cut and paste. You can only copy and paste. Yeah. So, like, you have to make it... That's like, kind of freaky. You have to duplicate yourself. And then the the one, the original one lives out its life and dies. Like the prestige. Like a, exactly, like the prestige. Oh, my. And, the per, like, the way they explained it was, like, even how a computer works now, when you cut and paste something, it actually is copied and pasted. It's just, yeah, and then they delete the old one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, no, so but it's, like, it's, it's you, not like that. Like, you're essentially just... Like when you're dying, they upload yeah. your consciousness, and you just become a drive. But that's why I love so much about that game. It's like the person who was like um, showing you the technology and saying like, "Oh, we're gonna scan your brain and put you in this virtual world." They don't tell you that it's copy and paste. They they t- they they just don't explain it at all, and you assume that it's cut and paste. And then you like you wake up in this new virtual world, but then you watch your old self just like. I'll die alone basically yeah have you heard the the star trek uh beaming theory no okay so oh, you know like you yeah, know like yeah, they, you, they can I beam people that. up in star wars to the ship and stuff yeah is that is the okay same so the prestige? Star trek, star trek, no yeah it's yeah. the same concept as the prestige where someone was like theorizing about how that would scientifically That's work so and the up. only way they could think of doing it is like disassembling your particles and then reassembling the same part like in the same manner in a different place but the way the only way to possibly do that is to just delete the old one and make a new one so you don't notice that 
you are not the same person you were, but it's it's essentially killing you and then just remaking you in a different location. Or they just scan you, create the new one, yeah, and the exactly. scan guy's still alive, and then the, some guy comes out with a pistol. He's like, all right, Ted. <laughs> Precisely. Sorry, buddy. Because the person dies instantaneously, and it's like you don't even know that the old No, one yeah, exactly. That, it's the same I'm concept as the prestige, where like it's... Yeah, just that. But going back to the going back to the one that you brought up uh, of kind of like the dreamscape after death, uh, you sign up with whatever company, pay probably pay a lot of money, I would imagine. Can you go to years that you did not uh, live in? Like yeah, years prior to your birth. Yeah, I think so. I'm thinking about this from the perspective of one of the first questions we asked on the podcast, Jonathan. Uh, yeah. Um, it was just for Jackson and and listeners, I guess. Um, it was a question of who would you if you could uh, have a uh, lunch with any historical figure and talk to them, who would it be? I'm Any thinking about this. If we have enough time and in, in between uh, the, I guess whenever this, what do we want to call this dreamscape thing? Sanji <laughs> I don't know. Sanji and Apero. Junipero. So, Junipero. San, doesn't San matter. Junipero? Doesn't matter. Just, just. Junipero. Okay, I'll just call it Apero. Okay, whenever Apero comes into existence, right? We'll say it comes into existence and. If there was enough time that took place after it started for really famous people to all use the yeah, Apero system, then you could just meet them and talk to X, super X, famous X, people. Tentacion. <laughs> yeah. We'd have to wait no, for yeah, the no. next guy. Should, like that. Whoa! Should, I love your music. You should watch it though. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's it's a pretty simple okay. concept though, but it's really interesting. What? Wait, but no, then no, that means the famous person I would just get bombarded. They'd hate it. I can't believe you. You got shot, and I get to talk to you. Wait, I get shot. What? When do I get shot? <laughs> <laughs> you ruin it. Oops, sorry, I'm bye. <laughs> Oops, no, 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 it's not like you can't. People who didn't upload their brains are not there, though. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm saying there's got to be, I guess, some sort of famous people. No, yeah, that, no, yeah, but your concept stands true though. If if it was like if this system has been around for like 50 years, and or like 100 years, and someone died like at the beginning. Walt Disney. Yeah, like it's that. Like, say, say this system has existed for the past hundred years. We could talk to people who died in like the twenties, thirties, forties, fifties. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be but so. The person, sick. the person who exists in this virtual world has to be like willing to talk to you because they still, they still have like free will, right? No, yeah, you still have to convince them to talk to you. They're still, they're still an agent. But I mean, you, you, but you yeah, can just go to be like, oh, a big fan of your work. Talk to me. <laughs> like it just, it'd be I, like meeting them on the street if they were still alive. I guess you'd have to go after like low time people, like people who aren't that famous. Because if they're that famous, they're probably just getting bombarded constantly, and or they probably have their own apparel system for themselves because yeah. they got <laughs> yeah. money like that. They live on a that custom would be island. cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Make All me my own custom live world in their own island. Yeah, you can though in the because the town never changes, but I'm pretty sure you can make your own like house out of the town. And so you can you and you can do? pick what, what like car you have, what clothes you have, like everything, like the way you look and stuff. What? That's so cool. Would is it going to be like Roblox? Rob- what? <laughs> Would you choose to live forever in this machine if you had to kill your old self to do it? Yes. Like if you had to copy yourself and then kill a and then just and then you die. Yourself. Yep. Probably. Yeah, but like, I'd let, I'd let, it would suck fighting. It's me. it's it's all worth it for the greater Jackson Barnes. Yeah. Honestly, what am I even saying? Yeah, I would agree. My old self would be like, yeah, I'll die for you. Yeah, no, but it, it, the concept is like you're de- you're like dying already. Like the people who put their brains in this, they do it when they're on their deathbed. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying like in the Soma situation, because it, it's, it's different, like it, whenever you get your brain scanned and like copied, uh, you're consciously like making the decision like the old version of yourself is going to be stuck wherever the heck you were. 
and then a new version of yourself is going to be somewhere. I else. don't think I would do that. It's it's oh, the okay. same as like yeah, the that, prestige, that like where like I couldn't like where he asks like he don't like the thing that he says in the prestige, like I don't know if I'm going to be the man in the tank or like the man who steps yeah. out. That's yeah, exactly. So you don't know which one you're going to yeah. be. Yeah, and but but like scientifically, you can think about it. You would know which one you would be. You would just always die. Like your current conscious, right? If you did it right now, you would die. Yeah, true. You're right. You would. You would. Like die. you wouldn't yeah, be okay. aware of the fact that you are now still living on. Yeah. It, yeah. No. You're right. It's exactly why the person who was doing this in Soma didn't tell the guy because then he wouldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's like yeah, I. It's, I wouldn't do what happens in the Prestige. Yeah. That's that's because up. then because even because especially in that situation you're just committing yourself to drowning. Well, would you sacrifice oh. your own life so that you so a version of yourself could live forever? Yes. Well, why not? Yes. Why not? Well, then, you yeah, well, then you're doing it. Then you're, yeah. No, but yeah, right, but well, would you if it's like the prestige situation, he's not living forever. Like, no, no, I'm saying like in Soma, you do live forever because basically in Soma, they create a virtual world that people escape to, right? But it, it's get, it, but the, the Earth is like dying. Let's say it's getting sent into space, mm-hmm. so that people, so that humanity can live on uh, indefinitely on in this like satellite. Okay. Uh, but everyone on Earth is dead, and you're like the last person alive. Do you subject yourself? Like, do you copy yourself and then, like, you basically are just stuck alone? Yeah. Forever? Probably. And then a version of yourself gets to live in the stars, uh, basically? Yes. Or I would, I would most definitely probably do that. I think I would... I don't know. No, yeah, yeah. I would definitely do it, too. Because Especially because in that situation, yeah. you're not, like, insta-killed, like, in the prestige. Like, you still get to live your, uh, yeah, your life. Yeah, you're not insta-killed. No, you still Like, get yeah, to you'd probably be but living I mean, in... Like, you're the last person alive on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's dope. <laughs> but you're also at the bottom of the ocean because Soma takes place. It's an underwater research facility. The surface of the planet is even better. Destroyed. You're like four K deep. <laughs> Still, I don't know. I think I'd probably do that. But I, I just my my dream of death. Oh, is also, I forgot. I forgot. You're also immortal. Oh, you can always so... you can always just shoot yourself. You you could you could do that. You're right. Use your immortality to swim to the surface. Yeah, boom, right there. <laughs> yeah, wait. The the whole Earth being destroyed doesn't even matter if you're immortal. Yeah. Well, you're how are you gonna get? To, how are you gonna get to the top of the, like the surface? You're at the bottom. Of swim. The swim. What are you? No, what? no. You're in a robot body. You can't swim because you're heavier. Like you're too heavy to swim. Kick. What? Paddle. You, you wouldn't be. Able can I to. can I get like those Iron Man type things? Like get some uh, thrusters. Like get some oh, thrusters. Rocket, rocket booster. You're just gonna yeah. have to play the game, listeners. I highly highly recommend the game like please Can i got a jetpack it's so amazing and it's really okay scary, we're getting so. we're getting kind of closer to the two hour mark and we, we talked at the beginning okay. of this of how <laughs> okay let's say our goodbyes this was a this was a great discussion let's say our goodbyes and then it's gonna be fucking season two finale mm, yay finale season one finale season one finale i didn't mean season two season one finale premiere Season what, two premiere. worldwide. Well, this this was this was great fun. I'd love to be on again. We have listeners. I'd love to be on again. I'd love world, to have so Jackson really? on again too. Yeah. No, if you guys ever want me on again, well. I am more than willing. Great, yeah. sounds great. I, I think if listeners who don't know us haven't already clued in, we're just kind of we've just been bringing on old friends onto the onto the podcast. So it's really great to have people we jive with, especially people that we haven't seen in forever because of the pandemic. Yeah. Man, see, I want to see all you guys. A few episodes, listeners, we're gonna have one with Brennan, Jackson, and Matthew simultaneously. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh God, that's that gonna be, be oh. <laughs> it's gonna be Dude, absolute chaos. Brennan and Jackson are already like this is just this is just faded <laughs> faded argument. Yeah, that's that's the season two finale. All you're gonna hear is like no, but you guys. <laughs> 
No, it's all the Ghostbusters. All the Ghostbusters. Okay, everyone Quinn and I know is going to be simultaneously. Every single person. Every single person Quinn and I have ever spoken to. is going to be on the podcast. Every single person from our high school is on the podcast. Okay, guys, so we've had the entire Earth's population, all of their consciousness have been connected to this, and everybody's thoughts will simultaneously... Okay, anyway. Uh, yes. Thank you very, very much for listening. Jackson, thank you very much for being with us. We've had a pleasure having you here. It's great having you here. And, Jonathan, you want to say anything before we uh, end it? Listeners, I want to say, if you listen to all of Season 1, I appreciate you. And if you're a new yeah. listener, I also appreciate you. If you hate the content, I also appreciate you. Um, (laughs) I don't know if that's a yeah from me. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Farewell.